So Tobias Harris, P.J. Tucker, and the Sixers backups go in and take down the fully healthy Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, you heard that right. Let's break it all down. Perfect. What is going on, everybody? Welcome into Philly Take with RB. You know what to do? Hit that like button. Subscribe to the show right now. Ring the bell so you don't miss any of the upcoming content. What a win. What a night. What an environment. The Sixers spoil the return of Ben Simmons to the Wells Fargo Center. And it it was just absolutely electric. I'm going to talk about everything I saw and heard. I observed a lot. My, My voice is still scratchy from all the screaming everybody was doing. Uh, But if you had told me or any other Sixers fan that we were even going to keep that game remotely close last night, we probably would have looked at you crazy eyed because there was no way the Sixers were going to come in there with essentially backups and and do that. But they did. And they have they deserve a round of applause. Not only did they win the game, they absolutely dominated that team from start to finish. They did not let up. They were playing loose and. It was just an incredible environment, and it just goes to show what a lot of people have been saying. The Nets are frauds. Does this game matter in the grand scheme of things? Probably not, but to go out there and lose that game like they did, this was the spoiler. This was the revenge game from last year, and for all those Nets fans that have let us hear about it for the last year, boy, we are not going to let this one down. It will not be forgotten for a long, long, long time. I'm going to tell you about everything I saw and heard. We'll break this one down But before we do so, shout out to the sponsor of today's show. This one presented by Manscaped, leading provider in below-the-waist men's grooming products. They're doing a huge Black Friday sale this week, guys. 25% off on Manscaped.com. Check out their top-selling product, their Platinum Package 4.0. It's the one-stop shop with everything that you need, all their top-tier items included. It has all the products from their Performance Package 4.0 plus body wash, two-in-one shampoo and conditioner and deodorant. We know those Christmas parties are coming up. And man, you need to make sure you are on top of your hygiene in case you meet somebody under the mistletoe. The Lawnmower 4.0 within this package is my favorite item. It is probably the best trimmer I've ever used. It has skin-safe technology, a cutting-edge ceramic blade, and it even has a flashlight to make sure you keep yourself safe and to keep the sack without damage just like santa claus would expect you to do so manscaped has you covered with all these items check out all their products by clicking the link down in the description and using promo code philly take to get 20 percent off and free shipping this holiday season trust me fellas your balls will thank you speaking of balls we need to talk about the balls that the sixers showed last night coming into this building in a hostile environment obviously they're at home The crowd was amazing all night long, and the Sixers, they did not let up. And you want to know what I think it was? I think it was the fact that you're playing with house money. Last night, no pressure, no expectations. These boys played loose. The ball was moving all over the place. They were going in. Guys were talking smack. I mean, we were severely undermanned last night. Obviously, no Embiid, no Harden, no Maxi, And these boys get it done. And... It could not have been sweeter. It could not have been sweeter seeing the Sixers, seeing Ben Simmons out there crying. I mean, it was great. It was great. Sixers beat the Nets 115-106. We're now 9-8, one game back above 500. And uh, before we get into more of the technical breakdown, I need to debunk two theories very quickly, okay? Number one, 
I'm, I'm seeing a lot of talk out there, a lot of speak saying that the crowd was not, you know, into it as much and, and the boos were weak. Apparently, this is kind of an agenda being spread, I guess, by like TNT or the top stations or whoever it may be. All I know is that people were DMing me crazy last night saying, you know, they're saying the boos are weak. How's the crowd has? And I was at this game in person uh, and I took a lot of footage. I'm not going to, you know, go throughout. We could be here all day. But let me just show you one quick video from when Ben Simmons went to the free throw line. This was not, by the way, when he earned us free Chick-fil-A. Shout out to him. What did I say yesterday and the day before? I just wanted my free Chick-fil-A and Ben Simmons got it done for us. You could not have written it up any better. But here's a video last night after the flagrant foul, which we'll talk about. Probably the softest flagrant I've ever seen in my life. And uh, here, here's what the crowd sounded like last night. So you hear it right there. And, and to be honest, that's just a glimpse of it. All right. I'm talking about start to finish. And I actually thought it would let up at some point. No, no, no. Every tip, every time that man touched the ball, every time he got subbed in, subbed out, he's walk, even when he's about to inbound the ball from start to finish, every possession that he touched the ball, the boos were emphatic. People were yelling at him. They were screaming crazy things. I was in a section with a bunch of drunk Sixers fans. It was probably the best experience. It was so funny. Um, yeah, we did not let up from start to finish. And the boos were like that and even louder all night. So for the people out there saying uh, the boos were not loud enough and all this stuff, it is just simply a lie. Anybody that was at that game and, and was in that environment can tell you it was it was amazing. It was amazing all night. What I think happened is TNT probably turned down the volume levels on their broadcast, one, to either paint a bad picture against us or to protect him as a person because they didn't want to like rile everybody up you know, on TV and all that. And it's crazy. Now they're saying our, we're too weak, but... If it was too crazy, they would have said, oh, we're being over the edge. You see what I mean? It's it's a double narrative, and you can just take it from me. The crowd was electric all night. I have a lot more videos to prove it, um, but yeah, it was amazing. It was amazing. The other thing I wanted to debunk is that uh, Ben Simmons was the only net that showed up. People were saying that. They were saying Ben Simmons showed up, and they're proud of him. Let me tell you something, okay? I'm not just hating on him, but I observed. I watched every little thing, even the things you don't get to see on TV. And one of the main reasons the Nets lost that game was because Ben Simmons was in there. He reverted back to doing exactly what we saw before. And I admitted a couple days ago, he was on a little bit of a roll. He had a couple good games. So I'm not just sitting up here hating. But that man was petrified last night. He went out there, and every time he came down the floor, he immediately went to the elbow. You had the drunk Sixers fans screaming, Ben, you stink. And I'm saying, pass it off. Pass it off. I knew it was coming. Every time down the floor, he, he dumps it off that little underhand roll pass and he runs to the elbow and sets the screen. I had a picture. I forgot to pull it up. Literally him, him just one possession, just setting a screen and standing around or he runs to the dunker spot. All right. I know he had what? 11 points and 11 assists. When you're passing the ball, every possession, you're going to get 11 assists. It's not that hard to think about. Like, I mean, he had a, he had probably five good assists. The rest of them were just little pat like. When you're passing the ball every possession, it's not that hard to see. And the 11 points, I think he had how many off free throws? What was he? Three for six from the line. So three of them came off free throws. And all the other buckets were him just tapping in alley-oops. There was one where he threw it down in a free lane, nobody in front of him. But he just tipped in little 
you know, alley-oops. He was sitting under the basket all night and, and, and just throwing down little alley-oops. That's all it was. He did not impact that game. Every Sixers fan in my section will tell you we were rooting for him to stay on the floor because the couple times he came off in the second quarter and I think it was late third or early fourth, that's when the Nets started to go on a run. KD was heating up. Kyrie was heating up. All I will say is that in the modern-day NBA, you must be able to shoot or pose the threat to shoot. He does not. It's like they were playing four-on-five out there, literally, literally. And and honestly, I was rooting for him to stay on the floor because it gave us a better chance to stay in that game. He did nothing to impact the game. I know he had three steals, three blocks. I just didn't see it. I mean, he was getting bullied by Paul Reed. He was getting bullied by by little guys. He was trying to talk smack to Shake Milton a couple times. It's like, come on, man. It's like, come on, man. And he hits the first couple free throws. He ends up missing later on to get us Chick-fil-A. Uh, he's going back and forth with George Yang. By the way, that was the softest flagrant I've ever seen. They were at the refing table for, what, like a, an hour? I mean, it, it, was, it was something. And Ben, after the game, he says he thought it was going to be louder. Well, let me tell you something, Ben. I thought you were going to take a look at the basket once or twice. He came down. His back was at the basket. Did not look at trying to score the basketball. It's crazy to see what it's become. I'm almost sad for him. Given the potential, given what I once thought he was going to be, it's I can't believe a, a guy approaches the game like that. It's it's crazy to see up close. It really is. Um, here's when Niang got chippy. We're going to talk more about Niang in a second. This is going to be a longer breakdown because I have a lot to say. But Niang's going in and he's toughing up right right away. Elevates to a right away, giving him a little stiff arm bend. You know he starts walking away and complaining and crying about it. You just shoved them first though. You shoved them first, and then you're trying to play the victim. It's crazy. Uh, shout out to Niang for stepping up and doing his thing. How about this? Have we seen this one before? Where is it at? I'm trying to, uh, I don't know if I pulled it up, but Ben Simmons had zero points, zero rebounds, and zero assists in the fourth quarter. Can we talk about that? I mean, do some things ever change in life? Do some things ever change? It was literally, here it is. Here it is. Same thing. Zero, zero, and zero in the fourth quarter. Things never change. I'm telling you, he came in, and I thought when Kyrie and KD started to get going a little bit, again, none of them were efficient. The only efficient player I saw in the Nets last night was Seth Curry. But when Ben Simmons came in there in the fourth quarter, I was like, we've won the game. We have won the game because they are not going to be able to do anything. And talk about our guys hitting big shot after big shot after big shot. Here's George Niang talking smack to KD. He goes in, gives him a couple buckets. He gave him about two or three buckets, and Yang looks right in his eyes, and, and he's talking smack. I love it. I love it. Now, we need to talk about the Sixers. Uh, that's my take on the Nets. They are not the team you think they are. Uh, they couldn't win that game last night, and they will continue to be restricted by a lack of offense on the floor, similar to how the Sixers were. Now, I got to give the Sixers so much credit last night because the way they played was inspiring. All right, the the main guys that I look at, and it was a team effort, but DeAnthony Melton, Paul Reed, George Niang, and Tobias Harris. We'll start with Tobias Harris, okay, because he got hurt in the third quarter. He was having a bad first half. Somehow we were still up, what, like six at halftime, and he's still doing the thing, but he gets hurt in the third quarter. And I'm like, why does every starter on this team have to be injured? Yet he comes back and has a, a sensational performance. 24 points for Toby, six rebounds, three assists. And how many big shots did he hit in the fourth quarter? I mean, I remember a stretch where him and Shake are going back and forth. 
They're putting it up and, and nothing is missing. Maybe it was one of those nights where everything goes right, but I truly think that playing looser and just letting, you know, letting it go natural and having fun without all the pressure, being the underdog, which is why I like being the underdog. Um, it was just flowing. And, and Tobias was being aggressive. He wasn't holding on to it too long. And he was attacking, man. He was attacking and making the right reads. It was great to see. Shake Milton, I got to give credit to. I apologize to Shake Milton. He had 16 again last night, five assists, six, uh, six rebounds. Maybe Shake Milton just needed more opportunity. And I hope that this game in totality sends a message to Doc Rivers because look at what these guys can do when given ample opportunity. It's why a lot of Sixers fans are frustrated about letting pieces go because if you would just give them more opportunity, obviously this is not a normal circumstance, but you see what they can do in a full game when they get minutes, when they get a chance to get their rhythm. Shake Milton was hitting big shots last night and he was doing things where I, it, it kind of brought me back to the old Shake Milton from four years ago. The one that Doc Rivers fell in love with. He's attacking. I mean, he's going right up. He's not playing passive. He looks like he's confident. He's like, I'm the man. I can go out there against anybody and get it done. I thought Shake Milton had a great game. DeAnthony Melton impacted the game in every way. He had 22 points, four rebounds, four assists, three steals. Uh, he was breaking up a couple of uh, KD passes. P.J. Tucker, by the way, a lot of people will rip him as well. He had three steals. I thought he played tremendous defense on Kevin Durant. Him and Melton, there was a couple times they poked it away for a fast break. I mean, they were just applying the pressure. Everybody was switching on defense. Obviously, you can do that when you go smaller and, and with more speed. But man, it, it was sensational. You started Trez in this game. Obviously, he did not have a productive game. But Doc Rivers, and I got to give Doc a lot of credit, he immediately made the switch and he stayed with what worked. There were a couple times where I thought the Nets, like I said, were on a run. They were getting some of the momentum going and Doc calls a timeout. He calls a timeout. He's, he's up off the bench. He was actually up off the bench a couple times, screaming at guys, you know, not trying to be complacent at all. I thought Doc coached a great game last night. The last four or five games, the Sixers have played inspired after a tough start. And, you know, I mean, what? They've won three out of the last four, four out of the last five. And they, they almost beat the Timberwolves coming back from a 20-point deficit. These boys are playing. You give them the opportunity. You give them these moments to shine. And you see what they can do. If we can get this kind of production with our starters back, this team can be really good. DeAnthony Melton was great. And I would be doing a disservice if I did not talk about uh, Paul Reed as well. 19 and 10, 19 points for Paul Reed. When, when do you see that? When do you see that? He was playing loose. He was out there roughing up Ben Simmons. There were a couple times Ben tried to get in the paint, never put his uh, anything else other than his back towards the basket, wouldn't even look at the rim, but he's trying to get big with Paul Reed, and, and Reed just ends up making him either stumble or fall to the ground, and then you know Niang and Simmons are scrapping. Paul Reed did not let up. He didn't care who it was. He didn't care who it was. These boys were out here. They looked confident, and um, even in transition, the Sixers were much quicker, obviously, you know, with this lineup we were throwing out there. And they were just making things happen. The defense, I mean, they were locked in from start to finish. There were times in this game where you're like, all right, the star power is going to take over. KD, Kyrie, there, there's points, you know, where the, the Nets tied up. They go up by one or two. But the Sixers never faltered. They never faltered. This is the confidence. This is the mode of defense that we must play on a nightly basis if we want to be a championship team. They were locked in. I was watching guys chirping out there. It was great. And uh, that brings me to my last guy. Honestly, my player of the game, George Niang. He was fantastic. 
He was there were a lot of guys that played well, but Niang off the bench once again, 16 points. Everybody was raking this guy. And for the last five games, he has showed up and got it done. George Niang, 16 points, five rebounds, two assists, but it was it was the extra things he did on top. All right. Never have I ever seen a man like George Niang, who is a role player, a, a solidified role player at best. Okay. He comes in. He's giving buckets to KD. There were a couple high lays off the glass. And, and I showed you the video of the one of them. He goes high off the glass. He does. I mean, George Yang shouldn't even be putting the ball on the floor. He's out here giving buckets, playing with confidence, and he's talking smack to KD. And he gets the flagrant foul because he's roughing it up with Simmons. And he goes up after and he says, yo, get out of my way. You can't guard me. This is the type of mentality that we wanted on this team. And people rake George Niang. Maybe this is a message to Sixers fans, if anything. We need to calm down sometimes. We need to realize what their roles are and let them maximize their roles. Sure, George Niang's not going to be out here dribbling every night. But I saw him like sifting through defenders, going in and just playing loose, having fun, having fun. And he's talking smack, getting the crowd, you know, all up. I mean, it was great. It was great. The, I'm telling you guys, the crowd was electric. From start to finish, every three ball. I mean, every time that something happened with Ben Simmons, it was just more fuel for the crowd. George Niang did the little things last night. Uh, there was one possession, you know, where he was guarding Seth Curry. He almost slipped a little bit, but he comes right back and gets a big shot. Like, that is the type of resilience that this team showed from start to finish. Um, they were just unstoppable. They were unstoppable, and they never faltered. In the fourth quarter, when Ben came back in the game, I knew it was over. I knew it was over because the Nets, they have, see, they have individual offensive talent, but they can't click it together because you can't play four on five offense. It, and I saw it right up close and personal. Everybody was hoping at one point that we would send Ben and start hacking him and send him to the line. We didn't even have to do that. We didn't even have to do that because the Sixers dominated that much. And if it was the other way around, they would not let this go. The media, nobody would let this go for days and weeks. We just went in there and beat Kevin Durant, Kyrie, Ben, Seth Curry, all these boys with Tobias Harris, PJ Tucker, who did nothing offensively, and a bunch of backups. That's all I have to really say about this game. What an environment. What a way for the crowd to come together and and really just stomp this team. It showed who they were. It showed who they were. And and the best part about it, that literally the cap on the night, like the final icing on the cake, was Jock Vaughn. And I respect him for this. I respect the Nets coach for this. He's done a good job so far as the interim coach. He pulls, he waves the white flag with three minutes to go. I think they were down like 11. But you know what? They Their starters didn't earn the opportunity to stay in that game because they played like crap. They didn't play defense. They literally waltzed in here and thought, well, we're superstars. We're going to go in and win this game easily. Nope. You got to give effort. You got to try. Sixers fans saw the same thing in the first seven games of the year. And I give a whole lot of credit to this Sixers team. They are playing well right now. They are on top of it. They play again tonight against the Hornets. We might be out of energy. We got to go on the road. It's going to be a tough one. And, um, you know, Doc Rivers said that eventually, Embiid and Harden might come back together. Embiid might miss more than the next couple games. But you know what? Let them rest. Let them rest right now because the way this Sixers team is playing, they are all in it together. And, and you know, they're out here at least keeping it 
comfortable and keeping it interesting while the rest of our guys try to get healthy. Those are my thoughts. Appreciate everybody for tuning in. What a game, man. What a game. One I will not forget ever, ever. Comment down below your favorite moment from last night. Appreciate everybody, and I will catch you all on the next one. Peace. Peace.